chapter 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it in the name of our crucified and risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Wednesday evening sermons, meditations this year are like a, an audio version of a mini-series. It's entitled Jonah. So each of our sermons or episodes will build on the week's previous. So it only seems right here in our second week that I should start with previously on Jonah. God called Jonah. God called Jonah his prophet in Israel and said, go preach to Nineveh. Go preach to our enemies in Nineveh. And that would be enemies with a capital E. The Ninevites were a most ungodly people, strong militarily and unmentionable in cruelty and torture to those whom they conquered. God said, Jonah, go. Jonah said, no. No. God you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Nineveh does not deserve to hear that. I will not go and preach to them. No, God, I will not go to Nineveh. How does God respond to that? Well, that's how our story continues this evening. Jonah's no was expressed physically. He left Israel. Nineveh was to the east. Jonah got on a boat going west, only 2,000 miles from Israel. But more significant than that distance or that destination was his goal. We heard it twice this evening. Jonah fled from the presence of the Lord. Did not Jonah have a catechism? God is omnipresent. God is present everywhere. You cannot flee from the Lord. Had not Jonah heard Psalm 139 that we chanted this evening? Where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? It was not possible. But it was not possible only because God is present everywhere. It was not possible for another reason, and that is 
that the Catechism and the Psalms also say God is loving and merciful. So when Jonah said a sinful no to God, God's response was a loving yes. God's response was not, okay, fine, Jonah, be that way. Jonah said, no, I won't go. And God said, I still love you. Here I come. Jonah's no of disobedience gets God's yes of love and patience. That's God's heart. That's God's trademark. God is pursuing sinners, even the ones that let him down like Jonah did. And God pursued Jonah in love, and it was not just to get him to go to Nineveh. God had a more personal goal in mind. Not that Jonah would go to Nineveh, but that Jonah would come back to God in humility and in repentance for his defiant no. God is a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. God wanted Jonah not only to be able to recite those words, which he did in chapter 4, but to know those words in a very personal way, to receive them as a gift. God's response was love. And in Jonah's case, he sent that love in a storm. The vivid language of our text is that he hurled that storm like an athlete throwing a javelin. But behind that javelin, behind that storm, was divine love. When that storm was coming, it was not the judgment of God. It was the loving discipline of God. Hebrews 12, God disciplines those whom he loves. Why? To bring about the fruit of righteousness. God himself said it in Deuteronomy chapter 32, I wound, but that wasn't the end of the sentence, I wound that I may heal. So you see that storm was not sent to break up the ship, that storm was sent to break up Jonah's hard heart. That storm was sent to wound him so that God could heal him. That he who ran from the presence of God would run to the presence of God that he might receive forgiveness. Come back to the next episodes to see how that worked for Jonah. Meanwhile, tonight, where have you said no to God? Or are we playing the comparison game 
and changing the first line of the hymn we're about to sing. Chief of sinners though I be, Jonah was way worse than me. We're not reading through Jonah so that we can analyze him. We're reading through Jonah so that we can examine ourselves for any sign of Jonah in each of us. In a sense, God's given us an assignment. Well, actually, ten of them. And he says, go. Go with each of those commandments. And this is your assignment. And by the way, do it perfectly. Love me above all things. Be pure. Be honest. Be content. Love everyone. Go. That's your assignment. And be perfect. And what has our answer been? In thought, word, and deed, God has seen and God has heard a no. Has it been a defiant no? Perhaps not. But all we like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us has gone gone his own way, which is to say no to God's way. But here's the takeaway from week number two. God has heard your no, and his only response is yes. Yes, I still love you. No matter how far you have strayed, no matter how how low you have gone, no matter how many times You have said no, and yes, even if sometimes it has been defiant and on purpose, God's only response is yes. Yes, I still love you, and yes, here I come in that love for you. And yes, sometimes that may be disciplining love. He might sometimes have to really get our attention and send a storm of the law through a sermon, through a friend who cares enough to confront, through a thorn in the flesh. It's love. He's trying to turn our no into a humble yes. Yes, I am the chief of sinners. And when God hears that, get ready. Because here he comes. He comes in a sermon. He comes in an absolution. He comes through a devotion. He comes at a communion rail. And listen for it. God's yes. It is God's yes through his son, Jesus Christ. His son, Jesus Christ, who also received an assignment from God. And Jesus said, yes, I will go to the cross. Yes, I will take every no that every person has ever uttered, and I'll make it my own no. 
I'll suffer the punishment. I'll take the consequences. And the father responded with his own yes. On Easter morning, he said yes to his son. You accomplished your assignment. He said yes to the world. And he said yes to each of you. All sin, every sin has been paid for. And that means no matter the depth, no matter the frequency, no matter which commandment is involved, hear God's yes. From the cross, from the empty tomb, God always pursues us in love until he can bring us that gospel message, inviting us and assuring us, yes, I still love you. Yes, I forgive you. In Jesus Christ, believe that. Receive that and hear it as often as you need to. How true it is. God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Yes, even for me, even for you, gathered as the chief of sinners. In the name and in the love of Jesus, amen. The peace of God that passes our human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting, amen. We, we sing, sing hymn, hymn number 611. 611.